finding people that come to these groups because, you know, I'm changing my career. I used to do this and now I want to do that. There's plenty of people who have done that at this table. And understanding that they can contribute and building good teams around just, you know, good people. The skills I can teach anyone. So that's, that's the easy thing. And you find the passion and the people who stick to it and constantly learn. You know, those are people you find on a hackathon on a Saturday morning, you know, bleary-eyed and things like that. And so treasure that. For over 20 years, Nashville's grassroots tech community has been the lifeblood of our tech scene. So on this episode of 10 Years, 2,000 Journeys, presented by Nashville Software School, we're reminded by the dozens and dozens of individuals who have helped shape the community we see and all enjoy today. Helping us take a look back on why the grassroots tech community is so vital here in Nashville are our guests who have each played a role of their own in growing Nashville's thriving tech scene. My name is Tommy Norman. I am the Chief Agility Officer at Ackland Avenue that's located here in Nashville. I'm a Nashville native and probably started really in this community in 1999. I remember going to the AITP and, and speaking to them and the NTC and helping with the .NET user group, becoming a 501C3, uh, and then John Keller and DevLink, and then the Agile user group, and then Music City Agile as part of Music City Tech, and so on and so forth. So that's what I've been working on. Nice. My name is Bill Israel. My my title at work is Director of Web and Digital Experience, which is lofty, but it, it, it just means I'm in charge of uh, Tektronix's website. Um, and a few of their sort of internal cloud applications. But when, I was, when I'm doing sort of community work, um, I was part of Nashville PHP for a number of years. I ran that user group for, uh, for a few years. I got sort of duped into that by a friend. Um, Jacques Woodcock tricked me into, into taking over the user group there um, by making me give my first talk there, which I may talk about later. But, um, and then used that as like, how'd that go? Oh, it went well, great. You can take over the group now. Um, that sounds like something you would do. It was perfect. Yeah, it was great. Um, so I did that for a couple of years, and then um, I decided to ride Jason's coat, coattails um, and take over some of the PyNash group and PyTennessee and uh, stuff like that. So it's, I, I went to one NashJS meetup. It was actually the very first one, um, and then I never went to another one ever again. Um, not for any particular reason. It just timing-wise didn't work out, but I, I was there for the first one. There's a picture of me. Evidence. At, at the only NashJS meetup I ever And that was one to. of the first big meetups in town, I feel like, right? NashJS, yeah, I think so. One I of mean, the early ones, at least. It, it, it got bigger than the others, probably faster than the others did. Oh, but Python had been around for a little bit, and I don't know, that was a weird, that was kind of an odd time, user group-wise, where it was just sort of a Cambrian explosion of user groups, of, you know, everybody looking for their little niche, and it, it was fun. It was a good time to be around the community for all that. Awesome. My name is Deanna Vickers, and I'm currently working as a development manager for um, Petra Stella, um, local Nashville-based uh, small boutique software development company. Um, my experience in tech in Nashville started probably around 2010-ish. I was um, project manager and had kind of come from the manufacturing uh, industry prior to that. Um, so in 2010, uh, I started just kind of getting acclimated as a PM for 
um, more tech-based projects. And then after that, um, within a couple of years, I really wanted to become involved and meet more people who were doing what I was doing because I felt a little isolated at that time. Um, so I found that the best way to do that was just to go to meetups, um, meet other people at events and conferences and things like that. Um, and then I don't even remember how I got involved with the first bar camp, but that was kind of my first, uh, my first bar camp. So I had missed previous bar camps and then I felt terrible when I became involved. I was like, where has this been? Like, why didn't I know about it? Um, but that was back in probably 2012 or 13. Um, and that's, yeah, I think right around the time NSS started in 2012, I started volunteering with NSSers, and then I felt like just like I was becoming enveloped in the tech community, uh, which was amazing for me and life-changing in many ways. I'm Jason Myers, a principal engineer here at Asurian in Nashville, also a Nashville native, uh, which is kind of rare, I guess. Um, I would say... People in this room probably don't know, but I started the Nashville Cisco Users Group back in 2001 as long with uh, kind of the first thing that I've continued doing, which is uh, creating education uh, things. So we had a free CCNA, CCMP training system back then and then um, helped uh, with Nash PHP, Nash JS, I don't know. Uh, all of the user groups uh, attended Agile, Tommy's Agile Group and uh, the .NET Group uh, when David Neal took over, the PHP groups just really went into open source after that. So all of them and then uh, started Panash, NodeVember, and uh, Nash Dev Slack. First of all, I'm so happy you all are here. This is the first time we've been able to see each other in real life all together in quite a while. I came and found you all just a moment ago. You had already huddled up and we're catching up. So the purpose of this episode is to hear grassroots perspective. There's a lot of different people who I wish we could pack even more people in this room. We are really at, we are maxed out right now uh, and here right now. But I'm really hoping to just get a picture for any maybe new folks. We got a lot of people moving to Nashville. We have a lot of big companies now coming to Nashville. So I'm hoping with our time today, we can talk through some of the, the memories, some of what you think has been part of making this community what it is. And I'm just trying to get out of the way. I think I'll go back to my, my very first one. I worked at a company called New Horizons, and we did technical training. And the first big thing I remember doing is a boot camp. We did a little weekend boot camp, and you could come and learn, you know, you know .NET wasn't even around yet, so it was still ASP. I was a, a Java guy at that point in time. And we scheduled it, and it was great. And then we realized we scheduled it on the Music City Marathon, and they shut down everything around us, and nobody could get to it. Uh, and so it was not very well attended because <laughs> nobody could get there. Uh, you know, and then just evolving from there, I remember doing a lot of NTC stuff very early on, you know, finding the .NET user group, and that's when Rob and Mike were running it, and the website was hosted on a computer in Mike's, you know, basement, and sometimes was up, sometimes was down. You know, all these kind of, when it was grassroots, it really was grassroots, and it kind of you know, lived with the, the passionate people and then somebody would get burnt out and another person would come in with the passion and take over and, and it, we've, that's why you hear us all talking about different groups we've been in because we kind of move from one to the next and to the other and intermingle, which I think is so great. Yeah, I think you tend to follow your career too a little bit, right? Like I, when I was doing PHP, that's when I 
sort of was involved, much more involved in the PHP group and ran that for a little bit. And then as I, I, I transitioned to Python probably a couple of years before I actually like dropped the PHP group, but it was very clear that like outside of the administrative element, I, I was not in tune enough with sort of what was going on with the broader community to run a more local community very well. That's when I kind of switched over to the the PyNash group and sort of PyTennessee and all of that stuff. But uh, I think that's pretty common to kind of bounce around also with whatever you're doing at the time. So that's, I don't know, it's a good reason to move, I guess, right? I think um, it's also a good example that bouncing from place to place and through community to community, especially in Nashville, is a good example of how like sometimes the world is run by those who show up. <laughs> you showed up at a meetup, you gave a talk, suddenly you're you're like, hey, we need someone to run this group and you're there. And I remember like the first time that we met about Agile, it wasn't like a user's group. We just got together and had an Agile discussion and this was no one, I knew no one in the dev community. I was entirely in the infrastructure world and uh, that's where I met Tommy the first time. And then he just like, I think we should start a group of this because everybody has a set of questions and everybody's struggling with different things and he just did. And so that that phrase of, you know, the world is run by those who show up, is a little true when it comes to the user group scene here in Nashville for sure. I, I wonder if that's part of the reason the Nashville community is, is it maybe as interesting and sort of broad as it is, is especially early on, all that sort of cross-pollination, at, at least the way I remember it, maybe, I, maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong or, or you can, but the... There were a lot of people like you, I, if I recall correctly, you were in like Nash Ruby and PyNash and, or it wasn't called, what was it? Nash.rb, that's what it was called. Uh, the Ruby group and the Python group and the JavaScript group. And there were a lot of people that kind of floated around with you, like Will Golden at the time, for example. And I don't know, you just kind of, you start to form a lot of relationships with people who show up to all of these groups. And so, you don't know, you don't end up with a lot of that like infighting that I associate with a lot of, maybe Turf Wars is the better idea, maybe is the better analogy there, but that I associate with a lot of different lang languages and other places, right? People don't specialize as much. So, so Deanna, you were talking about Barcamp. Do you yeah. remember the year when you first were involved? I think it was 2012. That's pretty early. Yeah, I think it was the year that NSS was founded was my first year in Barcamp. I've heard yeah. a lot of people attribute the early days of Barcamp being one of the first times you saw a lot of the different user groups coming together. Was any of y'all there at the very first couple of years? So, yeah. how have you seen from the beginning to now, what have been the biggest changes? And when you think about the user group, the meetup community, every city has a meetup community, but I feel like I always hear people talk about Nashville's different with the meetup scene. Yeah. Is that accurate? How do you compare this the last 10 years to what you've seen in other cities? Uh, for one, I think that there's a re really excellent longevity within our community of people being involved. Um, not like, you know, all of us probably have experienced this from time to time. You know, like there have been years during um, my, my history of volunteering that I was like less involved. But over time, I was generally there, you know, and I think we can all say that too. Like wherever we go um, in these more generalized meetups, um, we are seeing the same faces 
And we have a lot of consistency between organizers maintaining something. Even if we are like handing off a meetup to someone else, I feel like there's excellent, like a knowledge transfer that happens. And then like sometimes I've heard of them refer to like, like the old guard, uh, like for .NET, for example. Um, but I feel like we have really great continuity between um, that old group of people that managed and new people that might take over. And then oftentimes I actually see like consistency with probably all of us, for an example, that have been involved very consistently, even though we might move around, but we're still plugged in, part of the community and volunteering. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely something I would call out as well, like that leaders tend to move around. Uh, and uh, even if they're not leading a group, they tend to be helpful to that group. Uh, which is very useful, you know, and we've also just, we've had a large number of conferences spin up as well, right, that are more general than just a lot of other places. Um, you look at DevLink when it was here, CodeStock, which is in Knoxville, Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. Knoxville. And DevLink is the one that went to Chattanooga. And came back. And came back, yeah. Um, you, you look at those conferences and, and they just kind of have everything there. In the same way with Barcamp and PodCamp as they came out, they had like kind of central themes, but uh, in general, like everything was welcome, right? Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a, it wasn't, if you came to the Python group and wanted to talk about something in JavaScript or .NET, that wasn't seen as a bad thing. And if you went to the .NET group and you wanted to talk about something that, you know, different, it wasn't seen as a bad thing there. It was expanding boundaries and, and understanding. And I think, um, We've seen, you know, groups like the functional programming group where the language is meaningless, right? They, they're just like, show up, show us a problem, and let's have some fun, you know? And I, I believe that is different feeling to me than when I've gone to other places uh, to talk to other user groups. Uh, it hasn't felt that same way. I, I definitely uh, went to go talk networking one time at a Python group in San Jose, and that was a very different experience than uh, doing something like that here. How different? That may be the case for other folks. I know you, you all are speakers and go all around. Is there one or two main differences that you found in other user groups, other parts of the world? I will say, because our, you know, Nashville is small. We're getting bigger, but we are, we are small. You know, I go to a city like Chicago or, or, you know, even Atlanta, and, and it's a different vibe. Um, here, to our point we were talking about earlier, there's a lot of passionate people and then sometimes your work gets in the way and you can't continue to thing and there's always this passing of the torch and it's no, it's not like, you know, hoarding of it or anything like that, you know. And so, you know, when Rob and Mike said, you know, we got new jobs, we can't run the .NET user group and John and I said, we'll take it over and they're like, okay. And then when we were done and we set it up and we elect new people and they take it over and there's a lot of just, that's perfectly fine. There's not a big turf war, it's okay and... I don't know why it's a little bit more protective in, in other places. Maybe just they're bigger and maybe there's more, it's more corporate-y because I almost think we get away from that. We have to have corporations and we have to have sponsors and things like that, but it's a more grassroots here. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I was actually going to make a comment about that exact thing. Do you remember like some of the early .NET days, Firefly Logic was a continual sponsor and they, they like wouldn't even talk about themselves. It's just like pizza showed yep. up from them and that was just what happened. It wasn't like a, here's 10 minutes of them talking or anything like that. We've, that's been fairly true across the board for most of our meetups that I can think of. We've always had like sponsors and people to help make things happen and they weren't demanding or injecting or controlling in any way. They just were like, hey, we want to see this thing grow. And Emma was the same way with, yeah. I mean, they would allow anybody to come hang out at their 
Bistro. Bistro. Thank you. God, jeez, it's been too long. Um, but and as far as I know, at least with the groups that I was involved in, they never, you know, just being there was sort of enough, and they they never really went out of their way to unless they had like a job opening, they were just and the setting was right, then they might you know ask for a couple of seconds to say something about it. But other than that, just the sheer openness of it all was pretty awesome. So that was nice. Well, and they seem to understand the long game. Yeah. There's plenty of places like when, you know, because I actually took over Agile National. That was actually started by Jeff Merricks. And, and it was, you know, a couple of us at a table. And then he got another job and he couldn't keep up with it. And I said, we should totally start that up. And he said, you should totally do that. And so I was going to do this big thing. We're going to have, I, I got Sanjeev Augustine from the APLN to come in. And it was, you know, all this stuff. And one person showed up and we had 40 pizzas and all this stuff. And, and Vaco sponsored and they're like, it's cool. It's fine. You know, we'll get there eventually. And, you know, all these sponsors who were there through thick and thin weren't super demanding when it was, you know, when it was thin, we're understanding. You know, we're just getting back with the Agile user group. And we, you know, the Agile user group got to 40 to 50 people pretty regularly. And we've had five and nine in the last two that we've come back. And I expected that. And they're totally cool with it. They understand that that support goes a long way. And I don't see that in a lot of other places. They are a little bit more demanding. I was surprised to see during the pandemic uh, the kind of support we had from sponsors, even with a virtual event. That, for me, was pretty surprising on Music City Tech. Uh, I mean, we've had phenomenal support from sponsors. And again, just like everyone else has said, very hands-off. And it wasn't all about them. It really was about our community, which I love. Um, but I was really surprised how they came to the table to support our virtual event um, because we didn't really have another option. So I just think, I don't know, people here have an attitude of make it happen, get it done. Um, and it is really about the actual work. It's about our community. I like that. Jason, you are talking about Firefly Logic. And help me if I get this wrong, but just as an example, Firefly Logic eventually joined the team at LeanKit. LeanKit continued to grow. There was a big exit. So just the idea there's local talent. These are just individuals. That's really was a big part of Nashville probably getting on the map more. You know, you mentioned Emma. I've heard them described as Nashville's tech darling. One of the first, you know, one of the first tech companies yeah. in Nashville kind of doing things differently. So as you are reflecting back on these last 10 years, the analogy that comes to mind is you see, you know, Nashville now, you see Broadway, you see the Bachelorettes, you see, yeah, there's eyes rolled in here already, I can tell. <laughs> so when you think about where Nashville is going, do you see any parallels with the Nashville tech community? I mean, you've all been part of this. Are you excited? Do you have hesitations from some of the old guard in here? What do you think we should be preserving? I think it's great, you know, and in the old days it was, it was, Healthcare, and maybe some manufacturing, and a little bit of music, and that was it. Um, but seeing all the new startups, and you know, when I'm working at Ackland, all these new companies coming and you know getting our help, and seeing they're solving a problem like ah, that somebody in Nashville is building that. Like even LeanKit was that way. When like we're building that here, that's really cool. And so I you know where I like that part, the bachelor party part, maybe not so that, but the the expansion beyond just what we were known for. Uh, and also we were always seen a little bit as behind the times. Um, I, were, I was in Memphis for a little while and we were usually a little bit behind Nashville. And so like we were still Novell and Lotus Notes and all these things when everybody was getting rid of that. 
and I think now, you know, people are seeing that we are more than just those few industries and we are bleeding edge in certain areas. And so I think that's, that's great. And there's a lot of new young voices. And I think it's fantastic to see what, where they're going to take things. With the onset of um, companies that are kind of um, designed and run with purpose, uh, I think that whole, like, trend is an excellent fit for Nashville and just kind of chiming in on, like, the whole startup, um, uh, the growth of startup projects here in Nashville. I remember when the EC was totally fresh, and that to me just seemed like... The EC seemed to me like... um, something that Nashville very much needed to get us to that next level of growth and innovation. And yeah, I, I'm super excited about it. I mean, Bleeding Edge is good for me. I would agree. I'm pumped to see uh, that. And I would 100% echo your comment about the EC. I worked at Stratazan right after they came out of that uh, program. And, you know, they've continued to build into quite a business on their own. You know, Emma had the success they had. There's been lots of other... Uh, companies in Nashville that have grown here and built up here using that connection to the local community to do that. I think that is, uh, that's an awesome thing. I'm excited to see some bigger companies come here too because, you know, a startup is not for every individual and it's exciting to see us grow not only just in what can be done from a startup capability and what hidden things we were doing already and, and are continuing to expand around town is, is another good call out. But seeing the larger companies come here is just a validation of what is being built here. What I uh, hope continues to happen is that there's a balance between those things and that, that one doesn't subsume the other. You know, we were known as healthcare for a long time while plenty of people were solving other problems. Uh, and I hope that we just continue to keep that that broad base and that broad view of what we are solving as a community and not get hyper-focused on something. The one downside I worry about, and it this plays directly into Nashville Software School, I've always been so fascinated at the placement rate because that's a phenomenal placement rate that I don't think you see in many places. And I think to the point of where we're talking about community in Nashville and support, that the ability to go to something like that and then get out and very quickly get great experience, get hired at places that are willing to kind of take a gamble on somebody that's a little bit unproven and and do that, I don't think you see that a lot of other places. And I do worry about the big companies coming in and they want all the senior talent. That's the big thing I'm hearing right now is a lot of senior talent's being hired away and offered lots of money. And, you know, maybe that creates room for the Nashville Software School people, but I want to see that that still be a thing that the company doesn't think, oh, well, now I need people at this level before we can even start building something that they still hold it true that, you know, a bunch of scrappy people with some, you know, passion can do some amazing things. I think in our community, I've, I've seen a big shift from companies, even big ones that are looking for people only with CS degrees um, that are really entertaining people coming out of boot camps. Um, I don't know. I think part of me hopes that the community itself will kind of demand that this is something that continues to happen um, because it is part of the reason that we are successful is that we have had this influx of fresh developers happening regularly. It seems pretty positive. Bill, do you feel... About the growth? Do you feel pretty positive as well? Do you have any hesitations about all this growth or what you don't want to see happen, any of you? Because you put a lot of time into these meetups, into the user groups, and then someone could 
theoretically just take it over and just kind of run into the ground or something. I mean, that yeah, that's always a risk, I suppose, when you hand it over to somebody else. But that's the that sort of trust, I think, has sort of buried itself out in the past in this community. So I, I don't have any reason to be super concerned about it now. I don't think growth in and of itself is necessarily bad, right? I think I think the thing we are most likely to lose potentially is just some of that early cross-pollination. But I think some of that early cross-pollination happened because there was, you know, you had a bunch of, or a, a relatively core group of people really trying to build the community. So they were, they had a vested interest in sort of building that up. And now there is a little bit more uh, separation, I guess, between the groups. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I think people still drift, but, you know, uh, also... <laughs> When I was going to multiple meetup groups, I didn't have children. You know, I didn't have the same responsibilities that I do now. So, like, I, 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 I have to make time for the one or the two that are most important to me or my career or my network of people that I really enjoy being around. Um, so I think, I think growth is good. You know, we were talking about uh, sort of people cycling through, and I think growth provides potentially a lot more people to sort of cycle through in a good, positive way. Um, and just gives you more exposure to people sort of outside of the, you know, c- coming in from the outside. And I think there's a lot of opportunity to learn from from them and sort of the experiences that they've had outside of Nashville and then vice versa. I think there's a lot they can learn from Nashville and be like, you know, it doesn't have to be as intense as it is other places. Like, it can just be casual and fun and that's okay. Um, so I don't know. I think it's... I'm bullish. Which one's good? Bull- bullish. bullish or bearish? That's okay, good. great. Great. I'm bullish then on the community. I can literally never remember that. Yeah. Because a bear, hey, a bear can be pretty ferocious. I mean, bears are, pr- <laughs> bears are pretty cool, but the connotation's wrong if I'm bearish on the Nashville community. I'm, so not, I'm, not, I'm not bearish on the Nashville community. You're excited about it. I am. Now, I've heard some names just now, some big companies coming to town. They might be talking about senior talent. What is the message? Now, this is... You know, again, I know you all don't represent the grassroots community, but you all are all your leaders in this. You have different user groups and meetups, and you've been you've been around. What do you think your message is for a lot of big companies who are coming to town to do it right, to not come in and do it the wrong way, engaging with the local grassroots talent? Focus on the people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get involved. Focus on the people, and don't. It's it's a community meetup, not a and I don't want to call out any names. I'm going to do it just for the sake of examples, but like, it's not an Amazon meetup. It's a, you know, it's a Python meetup or it's a, you know, it's not an Eventbrite meetup. It's a Python meetup. Like, just be cool with having your sort of sponsorship element of it and really focus on the people and what they're learning. And the community is kind of a perpetual motion machine in that in that way and it you know it may not be instantaneous benefit to the organization for sponsoring one meetup but you said i think you said the long you were somewhat somebody Tommy was saying, was saying the long you're talking about the long game right so um it is that's what it's about and if you're if you're really focusing on the short term part of it i think that's the wrong I don't want to be all right wrong about it but i think that's the wrong approach to take to a community is is you've got to take the long approach there well, and recognizing, you know, from the software school and finding people that come to these groups because, you know, I'm changing my career. I used to do this and now I want to do that. There's plenty of people who have done that at this table. Uh, I went to school to be a pilot and I wasn't a very good one. Uh, and, and, you know, understanding that they can contribute and building good teams around just, you know, good people. The skills I can teach anyone. So that's that's the easy thing. And you find... The passion and the people who stick to it and constantly learn, 
those are the people you find in groups. You know, those are people you find on a hackathon on a Saturday morning, you know, bleary-eyed and things like that. And so, you know, treasure that and know that I can always send you some training to learn AWS or whatever it is I want you to learn. Um, you know, and we've learned that at Ackland, you know, where Deanna and I work. You know, we have newbies out of Honduras universities, you know, that have never seen any of this and, and growing them along as with senior talent, but really investing in that and seeing that the potential. And that's, you know, what I love seeing at the groups is somebody who's there and they're raw, but I'm like, that, that person's passionate and they're here, they're showing up. And that's, you know, like we said, that's half the battle is showing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned Link from David Neal and Brian Hunter, which is like a ridiculous thing for a new newbie person to be sitting across. And I learned my first Python from Jason Orendorf. That's like, that's a ridiculous collection of people to have the opportunity to learn from um, here in Nashville. And it was literally just a random, I posted a message to say like, hey, I need to learn how to do this thing. And someone was like, yep, let's get together and do that. And a coffee and not realizing I'm learning from people who are literally defining languages at times is insane. So you posted in NashDev? The no, NashDev Nash wasn't a thing then. This okay. was back in IRC days. Uh, and in the .NET days, I think there was just a forum I posted in back in the day uh, to get help, like a web forum. IRC. I missed the IRC days. Things seem simpler. <laughs> so I had a comment. <clears throat> so for big companies coming into Nashville, I think you know, we're all kind of hitting on how important relationship is and, you know, coming into the community with with the same kind of approach that we have always had, which again is, is on the community and building people up. Um, but I also just kind of wanted to point out, um, and I think we've, we've all kind of hit on this too, the fact that we are looking for diversity. We are looking to bring people into tech who have not traditionally been here. I would like to invite the big companies coming in to help continue the work that's being done on that. Um, I just can't tell you the excitement that I have had in conversations where we're sitting around a table talking about our event, Music City Tech specifically, um, uh, really trying to devise ways that um, underrepresented people could come to the event. We have discussed childcare, um, just a variety of options of like getting the word in places where you might not normally expect to be hearing about tech. So that would be my advice is to please help us on this journey to bring new, um, new people into our sphere. And that's another common theme I've seen is, is the low barrier to entry to get into any of these groups. Even the conferences, we have tried to keep the conferences prices as low as possible. And we've always been, you know, people have come and said, you're, you're only this much? Like, I'm going to the same conference over in this city, and it's, you know, $1,000. And we're like, we know. We just, you know, we're not here to make money. We're here to break even, and nobody needs to be in debt. But, you know, like, you know, the first DevLink was free. And and we learned a lot of lessons, maybe charge a little bit, because then more people show up. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's always been about trying to get as many people, you know, who want to show up the ability to show up. I think a lot of those events are still like if you volunteer, you can still come in for either free or a greatly reduced, like super Absolutely. greatly reduced yeah. price. Um, 
I'm not sure if all of them are that way, but I think the vast majority of them. I stuff. think all of them are. Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe all of them are, which is a good way for like our NSS students and college students and those kinds of things to come into an event that maybe they wouldn't have a chance to go to otherwise in a different city. I know I've went to a few local conferences uh, on the West Coast and they've been, you know, 1500 bucks easy. Cheaper. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so we got a few minutes left. We've got some of the, you know, some of you have been involved since late 90s, 2000s. It's definitely the last 10 years. Do you, each of you potentially have like a single message? Like if you don't hear anything, make sure it's this, whether it's, I'll let you go in any direction you want. I think for me, it's, it's connection, especially after the last two years we've had. And yes, we found ways to work remote and yes, you know, things that we didn't think we could do that way, but it's really hard to maintain that connection. I went to Codestock, you know, in person a couple of months ago, and uh, I barely went to any sessions. I just wanted to sit with people and talk and catch up and things like that. And, you know, when we had the first, you know, Agile group back, and everybody was just so happy to be back amongst each other and talking to each other and, and connecting, uh, that, you know, that, that it, that to me is more important, you know, especially with the Agile group. We've never been somebody comes in and presents. It's always we're talking about a subject and we're sharing together and we're having that shared experience and shared connection. And so I think that's so much more important now. You know, as soon as, like Music City Tech said, we're going to be back in person. Oh, thank goodness. You know, I just, you know, I miss the connectivity to people that I can't get in another way. Uh, I would say uh, for people who are either new to tech or looking to be new to tech, uh, volunteering has been the theme of what we're talking about here. Showing up. It is super easy to do. And in my past, we've kind of talked about moving from um, like a particular focused meetup to a new focused meetup. It is an excellent way to help transition in your job as well. Like every single time I have changed roles, I have also changed the focus of the meetups I'm going to. Um, and it is just, it is so easy. And volunteering, you know, that's always a need. Just walk up to the organizer after the meetup and ask if you can help. That would be my one advice I'd like to give to people listening. I was going to say, it's kind of the same thing. I was going to say, just get involved. So I guess I guess volunteering is the, is the right answer there. But I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to think of a meeting organizer who wouldn't appreciate a little bit of help <laughs> or a meetup organizer. Um, I think there's there's plenty to do. And honestly, it's... It's not as hard to run a meetup as a lot of people think it is. Um, it's the it, it's a few hours a month probably of actual work of just making sure that you've got. Like, conferences are obviously a significantly different thing, but um, just just the meetup element is you know find a sponsor, find a speaker, find a place to go and show up, and none of that has to be as serious as I think a lot of people. It can be a lot more casual than most people realize. I mean, if you can find a table somewhere and you've got three people, you've got to meet up. If you just sort of get involved, you've got someone to hand it off to, or they have someone to hand it off to, and that is, you know, it, that sort of that continuity is just sort of everything. You know, you mentioned you've only got a couple people showing up in person right now, but if you keep that up for a, few, I mean, I know you know this, but if you keep this up for a few more months, right? Like there is a snowball effect there. Um, it's very field dreamsy in that way, right? <laughs> but yeah, volunteering is a great way to get involved, and it's organizers, I would love it if somebody came up to me after a pie nash and was like, hey, can I help? I'd be like, yes, do you want to run the thing? It would be wonderful. I've I've got two kids and I'm tired. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Get involved. That's my 
it's not it's not as intimidating as you think it is and people are way nicer and it's not as much work as you think it is. I promise it's not. Jason? Any thoughts you want to add on? Yeah, I'm trying to think of how not to say the same thing. Everybody else has had good points already that were kind of where my brain was going. Uh, I guess the only other thing that I would add to that is, you know, ask for the help that you need. There's a lot of people here that are very interested in people and helping people and, and um, making those transitions. I, I made mention of three people that helped me a lot when I was transitioning, and it was all just because I asked for help. It wasn't because I knew those people at all in any way at the time, right? And uh, if you come with a specific need, people often have a, an approach or time to share with you, right? Which is uh, something I think is pretty nice about our kind of small uh, community. But uh, as we continue to grow, I've seen that continue to stay around, right? Um, what used to be an IRC that was a very welcoming community for all the different languages that were available there and on the .NET forums back in the day has transitioned into Slack uh, through several of the different things and maybe Discord for some. Um, but I would say just ask for the help you need and, and be who you are when you ask for it, right? If you try to put on airs in your question, that won't come across as authentic. It may not necessarily solicit the type of help. But if you literally come in and say, I don't know how to do this thing. Will someone show me? Someone will show you, which is crazy. Be, it'll probably be Jason if you ask in the Python channel too. No. <laughs> the other thing I forgot to mention, give a talk. Just give a talk. One of the hardest things about an organizer is finding somebody to speak. It doesn't matter what you talk about. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in like everyone from someone who is in their first week at NSS to someone who has been doing it for 20 years has something to talk about. Um, they're learning something and it's these kinds of talks that at least the kinds that are in my head, you know, these sort of quasi lecture type talks are rarely about the content specifically as much as they are about the communication of it, the practice of sort of getting that thought out there, learning the material. Like it's, there's a, I don't know, it's, it's not as, it's intimidating. I know people are terrified of pub, public speaking, but it, it really is not as big a deal as you think. And people are just thrilled to have something to go listen to. So get out there and do that too. And, and talk about a topic that's comfortable to you. It doesn't it, have anything. to be something that matters to just that meetup. Oh, abs oh, absolutely. If for the Python meetup, for example, like I don't, I, not that I don't care what you're talking about, if it, but if it's even remotely Python adjacent, like I'm in, let's, <laughs> let's do this. Um, if you just kind of like slip the word Python into the last five minutes, I, I'm sold. I don't even care. I don't care if you're talking about a snake, a real snake or a code snake. It doesn't matter. I'm here. When I first started talking, I talked about networking. I think at yeah. pretty much all of the user groups there for a while because that's what I knew and I would relate it to what was going on. Like, yeah. Re relay your experience through your talk, whatever it is, whatever you're learning currently, whatever you're struggling with, you know, it's awesome. I love I love listening to other people talk about Kaylar's sort of music. <laughs> yeah. Kaylar's is a great example. <laughs> a great example. Um, yeah, anyway. I do you remember at a bar camp, we did have a attendee showed up with a huge python for that bar camp so I don't remember that there was a guy named aaron i was, was bad awesome. yeah, i remember, remember that. yeah but, and he had like yeah. he, had, he had the best vibes they had like, this great <laughs> outfit and had this huge python and going to sessions was that 2014 oh, i think it was, was he talking about python or this was, was just a, this was probably like 2018 this is when okay. it was at tech hill commons was this an outfit oh. choice or a, i'll get you a picture yeah i'll find the show notes maybe um aaron johnson really nice guy uh, I just love that. Gosh, yeah. I forgot it was so recent. Uh, well, that was the year I was at NSS. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And yeah. what cohort were you in? Do you remember 25. the number? 25. 25? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jason, I love ask for the help you need. Be who you are. Oh, like this is, 
Like, what a Nashville message of the meetup community. I feel like that kind of really does, I think, articulate a lot of the things I'm hearing. Yeah. When I, I was doing a Python cohort, and I got help from Bill on my uh, capstone project. Did you? Yeah, I sure did. Was it was it good help? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. That was good. I was like, <laughs> don't, be in, don't feel like you have to tell a lie because of the cameras <laughs> and the recording equipment. You can tell me it was garbage advice. I hope it was good. Yeah, Not look at, at where you're at now. Absolutely. Good. Yeah, you've done mm -hmm. all sorts of great things. What a cool reflection and a reminder of how much we need each other and how we're so excited about getting back together. Now's yeah. an interesting time for meetups, I think, because, you know, because of the pandemic and everything else, like stuff's finally starting to, at least community-wise, seem to come back in person. And that is, you know, this is a moment. Don't, don't let it slip past you. Like it's a good, it's a good opportunity to kind of like rebuild some, rebuild some stuff um, and take some of what we learned during the pandemic, right? A lot of how to do this remotely or be more accessible to people who can't be there physically in person. Like there's a lot that we can bring from the last couple of years into sort of what meetups look like now. It doesn't have to look like it did before. And that's, I don't know, that's something I'm thinking about a lot recently. Yeah. Um, so it's also Me too. a great place. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, like learning uh, more about like social distancing <laughs> during uh, the pandemic. I'm, I'm an extrovert. So I get, I get charged by being around people and like in close quarters, like all that is very good for me. But I have learned so much during the pandemic about how to be respectful and to create that space for other people who don't get charged by that. So I, yeah, just to tag on to what you were saying, Bill. Well, and with, you know, it, it is a great thing that a lot of people are more remote now and you can kind of be anywhere, but you do miss kind of that contact. And the great thing about a local meetup is it can supplement that a little bit. Maybe you work for a company that is in New York and you don't get to go there very often and you don't get to be among your people. Well, your people are here. They are in all these meetups and you can kind of supplement that as another part of your, you know, your community or your tribe with the people that are here. Absolutely. Uh, most of my jobs over the past 10 years have been remote and working with teams that are not located here. And that's where I'm at right now. Um, but I still very much count on the in-person connections that I have in the community. Yeah. Well, otherwise, I would never see a team member that are located around the world. And it, to, <laughs> on top of that is you want a job? this is a great place to network. You know, yeah, I, very rarely have I been placed by like a recruiter or anything like that. It has come from connections I have made. And, you know, we've all worked at different places with each other or one left and took over. And, you know, I have several people that we almost shifted jobs kind of following each other. I go to this job, you come behind me and then I leave that job and you follow me. It is a very small little area and, you know, everybody knows everybody else. And so you want to get connections. You want to be able to find out what's out there Right now, when it's this very hard market to find people, that's what I like. When I talk to our recruiters, I'm like, go out to these meetups and network. That's where you find people. Yeah, Bill had like a little bit of a smile when you said that. Oh, I, I was thinking of a joke in my head. Not a joke. Not like a funny <laughs> haha joke. Just I don't know. Get out of your house. Get off of LinkedIn and go find a go find a human and speak to that human. You know, if you're an right. internal recruiter or something like. I don't know. That just struck no, me. No, hey, that makes sense and. <laughs> You know, that's right. The people are here. Show up. Give first. Keep giving. All good stuff. That's why I met Chuck. You know, I, I want to give a shout out to Chuck. Brian, where is Chuck these days? 
Who knows? He's got one of those <laughs> profiles on Nomadis, <laughs> I think, where you can kind of see. So last, yeah. last time I talked to him, he was in Thailand, I think. He was there for a while. Yeah. But you also, interesting point, we have a lot of people moving to Tennessee, moving to Nashville. From that remote team perspective, they might be showing up to these communities. There's a lot. I feel like, actually, going into this conversation, I thought we might be hearing, like, oh, man, you know, the new people these days, they don't know how it, was. it used to be. Darn kids. But my lawn. this seems really positive, and you all seem really excited about the future. I think community people are generally positive and excited about the future. I mean, I'm sure I could nitpick some stuff that doesn't matter, but, you know, that's not, yeah. there's no, <laughs> there's no, nothing productive there. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I think, like I said, I think growth is good. I think new sort of fresh people coming in is good. I think there's a lot to look forward to. And if, I don't know, now's, now's the time to take advantage of it. So um, the pandemic was tough. Now's an exciting opportunity. So Agreed. I think uh, some of that positivity was set by the people before us, right? If you think about Jacques and Cal and um, Brandon from Center Source and all of those people, um, the guy someone. who ran Hack Diggity. I don't even know what that is. Wit. <laughs> oh, Wit Morris? Yeah. Oh, wow. I love Wit. Um, they were all people who, like, handed down the reins of different meetups and different things and, and set, like, a real pattern uh, of just like supporting the new person and continuing on. And so this idea of new people coming in and taking over or new people coming in and leading, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, 100%. Um, to Bill's point, we're all a little older too, right? <laughs> so like a little tireder, but uh, uh, I, I think it's great. I think that precedent was already set long before I ever had any kind of say in anything. I think, I think so too. I think, I, I mean, I certainly learned a lot from Jacques. Um, because he kind of duped me again, ta- duped me into <laughs> taking over the PHP meetup. I mean, I took it over willingly. It was set you up for success. Set me there. Thank you. That's the right way to say it. He set me up for success. Um, but I learned a lot from him and sort of how to, you know, do the sort of not the rote work of, you know, the but the but the rote administrative work of running a meetup, and then that kind of makes space for you to do the community building element of a meetup, which those are very different things. Um, but he, he set an incredibly good example to me and handed that down. And Jason did the same thing when he took over Pine Ash and then handed that over to, to me. You know, it, it's, we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, Clark. That's how it works. Well, I want to... I just want to yes, last please. Thing. I want to hear. Um, one thing that I have noted over the years that I really love is how our meetups are becoming much more specialized and granular, and there's a lot of crossover of interests. Like, I don't know if this exists, but I feel like a coding and kayaking meetup probably is going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think it's just so cool. Like, 10 years ago, if I were looking for a group um, for developers in my area of town, which is Spring Hill, I would have found nothing. But but there are things that are happening that are close to me now, and I just find that so exciting. And I also think it's just cool to see, like, these little crossover um, smaller interest groups. It's funny you said that. Isn't there the Internet Explorers group that, like, did a biking thing recently? And they, they do, like, outdoor adventures. Right? That's forever. the idea. Internet I love that. I like, I'm, it's great. I'm wondering how the kayaking one is going to work, though. I, waterproof computers? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like your. I like the idea. Put it in a bag, I guess, and right. just type type through the clear. Yeah, bag. the Cumberland okay. River, right here. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. That might make my code actually work better. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, the Cumberland. Nice. 
So let's say we have an upcoming junior developer. They're at NSS right now. They're hearing you talk about these meetups. Hey, it's really welcoming. Come on out. How do they do that? How do they get connected, generally speaking? Most of them are on meetup, I think. Is that, I mean, that's true of the, any mm-hmm. ones that I've been a part of. They've been on meetup. That may not be true of most of them are. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say um, I know NSS has a lot of communication around this internally. Um, what's super cool about NSS is that you can always find like a wingman to go with you. Um, I, I feel kind of bad for people in the community that do not have that. Um, but I recommend that if you can cultivate that, it just helps to go to a brand new meetup and um, meet a large new group of people if you have some somebody to help you. So, yeah. And I will say for my part, we we did this before, and I, and I guess maybe just fell off, is I remember I used to come to the NSS a lot more and just speak about the user groups and things like that. So that's maybe something we need to start doing again as leaders is coming to you a little bit and encouraging that and giving them that wingman is the, the leader came here and spoke to us. So I think it could go a little bit both ways. I've had an idea for Music City Tech for a couple of years, but we haven't been in person in a while. But I want to implement like a little table at our event where it's like hire a wingman and you can like literally hire somebody from our local community because we have a lot of people coming from outside or, you know, people that might not be in Nashville and they might not be as plugged in. But but it's just a way to have somebody to go around with you, introduce you to people. I just think, I don't know. I feel like that would be very Nashville. It's like the penny container at, at a thing, like need a penny, yes, take a penny. Exactly. Like, need, need, need a buddy, <laughs> take, need a buddy, take a buddy. Yes, yeah, yes. Like well, and most of us are the extroverts because we run the groups, but knowing that a lot of the people come are, are introverts, and you, like you said, it's hard to go into a new place and do that, so I think that's an excellent idea. It is. If you if you can if you don't have a wingman and you can get over the sort of social anxiety of it all, I, I, I promise if you can figure out who the organizer is, Go talk to that person. They will be more than wel- welcoming. Um, and if anybody ever sees me out at a Pine Nash meetup, just come find me. That's fine. I will gladly be very nice to you, I promise. And I'll help introduce you to people and all that. So yeah. it's the least the least I could do. Yeah, and anybody could um, is welcome to message me on NashDev. Um, I'd be happy to help somebody get to a meetup if they've never been before. Yeah, totally. So I think NSS Slack, NashDev Slack... Uh, and Meetup are probably the best places to learn about what's going on and what's in person versus online, that kind of stuff. I want to say thank you, not only for showing up today and chatting, but also this is a thankless job that all of you do. And there's so many more people. I know you mentioned some names. There's a lot more people. So also a big thank you to the other organizers out there in Nashville who are just showing up, continuously giving. The world belongs to those who show up, right? That's good. Thank you, all of you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Clark. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We are indeed all standing on the shoulders of local grassroots tech organizers and supporters that have helped pave the way. We hope you enjoyed hearing how Tommy, Bill, Deanna, and Jason gave back to Nashville's tech community in their own way. And we hope you're inspired to get involved yourself. Thanks for listening. 10 Years, 2,000 Journeys, Celebrating 10 Years of Tech in Nashville is presented by Nashville Software School in celebration of their 10-year anniversary. Follow an Apple podcast or subscribe anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Clark Buckner, and I can't wait to have you join us on our next episode. Bye.